it hit me. I want everybody to love me. I want everybody to tell me I'm good enough and pretty enough. And I don't see myself that way. Welcome to Connect Back In Podcast. I'm Morgan King, your host, and I'm so passionate about sharing with you the spiritual concepts that have transformed my life. It is not always an easy path, but I know within my soul that if it's good on the inside, it's good on the outside. Through interviews with experts and my personal experience, we will break down how to live a spiritual life in today's society. My hope is that you find the inspiration and support you need as you explore your own journey to connect back in. Hey, everybody, it's Morgan King with Connect Back In. Grateful as always that you pressed play. We have a series of interviews coming up, which I'm very excited about with some incredible people. And today we're starting with Patia Kolobova. And she is the founder and CEO and host of Unapologetically Abundant. She is also a women's transformation coach, among many other things. And she helps women who've been pushed down and have been playing it small due to toxic relationships or unhealed childhood trauma. She then helps them create a life that is true to them and their sole purpose. Her mission is to help women who are on the path to healing from past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so that they can finally do what they want to do, what feels good to them, and serve other women in a powerful way online. You can find her over at patiacolobova.com. And make sure you check out her podcast, which has over 100,000 downloads. It's called Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And we will have this all linked out in the show notes. You can also follow her on Instagram at Patia Kolobova. It's P-E-T-I-A-K-O-L-I-B-O-V-A. She shares some really beautiful messages on there. And in today's episode, we talk about Patia's journey and how the trials she's experienced in her life have led her to a path that's pretty extraordinary. She shares how she traded in burnout and multiple jobs for a life of ease while not sacrificing her own success, and how awareness is truly the first step in discovering your passion and your purpose. My hope is that you walk away with the inspiration to recognize your own destiny And perhaps see that all obstacles you faced in your past are actually happening for you. Enjoy. Well, like I said, I'm so grateful to be connected with you. And thank you so much for spending time with me today on the podcast. Absolutely. Such a pleasure. Like even before we started the recording, like your energy and your insights are so contagious. I'm like, I am so excited to dive in. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I feel the same way. So it's kind of funny how you can just, we met very briefly, (laughs) like you can just connect with someone immediately. And I think even just us discussing what we wanted to talk about today, there's clearly some alignment and maybe our pastor our, our story, things like that. But tell me more about you as far as you want to go. Like, I would love to share with the audience where you got to where you are today. That's a, such a beautiful question, you know, and I think it's very important because when people look at me today, they see the highlights, right? Like you look at the highlights of the Instagram and the website and it's like, oh, good for her. She just married the love of her life. She's traveling yeah. the world, hosting retreats, having a podcast, TV show. And 
it hasn't been always this way. You know, I find out through my journey that many of the teachers and educators and coaches, they went through the darkness. They went through a real pain. So now they can come on the other side and help other people to show them like, hey, there is a hope, there is a possibility, there is a light. And that's something that I needed on my journey because I myself went through such a dark times as, you know, physical and mental abuse by my stepfather running away from home as a teenager, attempt of suicide when I was 18, two two decades Mm -hmm. of eating disorder and really hating myself and running away from myself, from life and just feeling like a waste of space. So I haven't been always this, you know, radiant, energetic, and now I'm even lower energy because I've been going through some healing past couple of weeks. So it's fascinating how easy it can be to, for us when we are going through the darkness or the journey to look at others and say like, oh, good for them. Like I can never do that. Mm. And I'm here to prove other women and other people that if I can do it, anyone can. And you're very vocal and vulnerable and open. And I think that's so beautiful. Like even when I look on your website on the first page, if you scroll down to the bottom, you share little Cliff's notes of this experience. And to just say like someone reading that you're not alone, you know, like, I think that's so beautiful how open and honest you are about your past. And because to your point, like if you look at your Instagram or whatever, you're like, I mean, girl, you got it going on. There's no doubt. That's <laughs> awesome. Right. But I think you're saying like to anyone who's experiencing a dark time that there is possibility for light. Yeah. Right? And I think that that's what we ultimately all really desire to have the hope, right? Like it is going to get better. It can change. I can live a good life, right? Whatever that means for you, because I teach a lot about alignment and abundance, you know, and all these beautiful things, but I feel that it comes all back to you, knowing yourself, accepting yourself as you are and having that hope. Because when people ask me, why did you become coach? I didn't plan for it. You know, there are people like, Gary who were just born to be entrepreneurs, right? They're like little kids and selling rocks to the neighbors. <laughs> I've never been entrepreneurial. I was always the girl introverted in a back seat, you know, and if I would get out of the back seat, it would be to be a rebel, mm-hmm. to be seen because I felt unlovable, unworthy, and I felt like I don't even matter. So when I would get out of the back seat, it wouldn't be in a good way. It wouldn't be in a loving way. It would be in fearful way and just like being crazy rebel, you know, because I was so hurt. Yeah. So just trying to put that energy somewhere almost. So I read that um, Louise Hayes was someone that potentially, I don't know, like for me, I like to refer to it as like the books falling off of the shelf. It sounds like you were going through this dark time. You're almost like trying to run from yourself, which maybe we've people listening, you may have experienced that in your life. It's a scary place to be, right? Since we are the the person that we're supposed to look to, but if we haven't been taught how to utilize that skill, um, so you found Louise Hayes, which I love her. I love her affirmations. I sing her praises all the time. Tell me, like, is there a moment in time? Was it a group of moments? Was it a decision? What led you down this path? Hmm. I love that question. And I feel like it's really a twofold because 
what led me on this path was a different events in my life, right? When I was getting like literally physically and emotionally sick and tired, I couldn't do that any longer. Because mm. when I was 18, I attempted for suicide. They find me sooner because my ex-boyfriend came home unexpected because accidentally there was a machine that broke in his work. So he came home earlier. Like, I don't believe in accidents, but that's oh. how he found me. And I woke up in a hospital. But when I was getting into my 30s, Morgan, I was again on this dark path. Like, why am I even here? This doesn't make sense. And you know, the worst was that everything on the outside looked great. Back then I was married. Back then I was competing. I was doing fitness competition. So my body was like six pack, dream body, You know, I was working in a corporate, I was having a great job traveling. Everybody thought that my husband is super handsome and we're so perfect together. And nobody could see the suffering on the inside. I was suffering quietly. I hated my life. And my ex-husband was a narcissist that you would never like guessed it on him, you know? Mm -hmm. So what was happening behind the closed door was not what was displayed on the outside. And I was feeling guilty and ashamed because... On the outside, I had it all. I had a great job. I had a great body. I had a great looking husband, right? Right. And I was dying on the inside. So it's not like you have somebody who is physically abusing you and people can see that. Right. On the outside, it looks perfect, picture perfect. And you're like, but is it me? Am I crazy? Am I wanting to If I have everything. Why am I not happy? Right? Yeah. So for, and I know so many people are suffering quietly because they're feeling guilty and ashamed because they're like, well, it's not that bad. Right. And even when it gets so bad, you get used to it. And you're like, I just got to suck it up because what if the next thing it's even worse? Right. But my experience, it's like the better you get, the better everything else around you gets. Right. So no settling. But so thus was like a series of the events. But then the bigger one was when I was, you know, going through my eating disorder and, you know, binging and purging. And I was on my knees crying. I was so exhausted, Morgan. I was so exhausted. I I couldn't sleep. I I couldn't Mm -hmm. think about anything else but food and how miserable I was. Mm -hmm. And I was so exhausted. I didn't want to live. And when I got to that point and I was almost 30 years old back then, I'm like, what am I going to do? So that's when I started to research, you know, asking Uncle Google, researching on YouTube, how to overcome suicidal thoughts, how to overcome eating disorder. And that was almost a decade ago. It wasn't as easy as now. There was not so many articles, so many self-help places. Like this movement almost, you know, and obviously we're a part of it. So it's in our world, you know, but to your point, there weren't as many resources then. Yeah. So what, what was it that came across? So you're, and thank you so much for sharing all of this. It's so, I'm so grateful for you um, being so open. I think at least at, at some level, everyone listening can relate. It's almost like looking for happiness in all the wrong places. Yeah. And that's why I have this podcast is like, ultimately when you connect back into who you are and your truth and not the false limiting fear beliefs that we all like, not all, but a lot of people let drive their lives, which have little, very bearing on reality, right? What, what was it for you that you found? So you're, you're searching online, you, you hit rock bottom, right? We learn from experience. It sounds like right in that moment, you were like, I just can't take it anymore. I'm so tired, you know, like that exhaustion. 
Yeah. And then you started searching. What was it that you found? Um, it's amazing because the video that I found was from Louise Hay. And as I'm sitting there and she's talking, because when I was looking like for the things like how to overcome suicidal thoughts and, and, and depression and all these things, of course, self-love comes in and who else can be teaching it better than her? I love her to life. Yeah. And uh, she's such a huge reminder of how one person can change million lives. That always gives me hope when I feel like I'm not doing enough, right? Mm -hmm. This like, oh, I have to work hard and I have to hustle and, and I have to prove my point in the world. It reminds me of how one person can change millions of lives. Yeah. And I found back then her video when she says um, she's introducing her work in the mirror, you know, go to the yeah. mirror and say, I love you. Yeah. I didn't even get up from the floor because I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even bother to get up and go to the mirror because when she said, go to the mirror and say, I love you. I really, really love you. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. And when I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't, I don't even like myself. Mm -hmm. And as I'm saying it out loud, it hit me. I want everybody to love me. I want everybody to tell me I'm good enough and pretty mm -hmm. enough. And I don't see myself that way. How am I expecting others to do that for me? Yes. Nobody can fill that cup. And that was such a huge aha moment that I realized that I'm trying to find it in the work, in the friendships, in the relationships. I can't mm -hmm. because what I realized, and maybe not right in that moment, but as I'm seeing it back, what I realized is that we teach others how to treat us the way we treat ourselves. Yes. I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled. I was feeling worthless. And that's why I was attracting relationship that was like treating me this way. Right. Were cheating on me, abusing me mentally, physically, and made me feel just like a, a fun time to be around. And I will be with you until it's fun. And that's it. So mm -hmm. I was feeling useless and used. Mm -hmm. And that was the moment that I realized, okay, I got to do something differently. And that's when I started to really brainwash myself. Lois Hay, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Gabby Bernstein, all these beautiful people. And I was so hungry. Mm -hmm. That's what I started to do every single day, all day, because if I would not listening to their recordings, I would be listening to my inner critic. Yes. Who do you think you are? You're worthless. Like, why don't you like, you know, just end it all. And so that's where my journey really started. And they yeah. really give me a hope that it can be better. Yeah. You a time and it, it's still unfolding. I don't want people to think that I arrived. You will never arrive. Like we came here. Yeah, I disagree. I think you've already arrived. The thing is that I feel like we're always evolving, Morgan. Like when, even when totally. I look at- I think the word, I guess what I think of arrival, what does arrival mean to you? So for me, arrival, and, and it's amazing that you're clarifying that because for me, arrival, it's something else that it's probably for you. For me, arrival, it's end destination when you are like this enlightened being that you know it all, you love it all. There is nothing else to solve, nothing else to do. It's just like this beingness, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like there is, that's not why we are here. 
as a human beings, mm-hmm. you know, as a human beings, mm-hmm. we came here to experience this. Oh, expand, evolve. Yes. yes. We will always be growing. So it's like, for me, when I was on this journey, all of my men cheated on me. Mm-hmm. They were disrespecting me, cheating on me. And now I am, I just got married last month, you know, so I'm. So did I, I, or no, June, you're July, right? June, yeah, June. Okay, okay. Yeah. June 6th, we we got married on 6-6 with my love. But the thing is that I had to change in order to attract men who respects me, loves me, and who's like loyalty, it's a core value. It's a non-negotiable. Yeah. So I could say I have arrived. Mm -hmm. I married the love of my life. He's Mm -hmm. my best friend. Like everything I ever dream of and so much more, I've arrived. However, we get engaged. I found the love. I get engaged. I got married. Now we're planning baby, working with the doctor, all these things, right? So where is this arrival? Because we both keep growing and there will be always evolution in our marriage and life. So that's when I'm talking about arrival. I, I feel there is no end to it. There is no end destination. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So I think we're, we're never going to get it done. Like yeah. we'll never, you know, we'll never cease to be completely done with desires, completely done with growing. But I think for me, a sense of arrival, the meaning to me is feeling complete, feeling whole and knowing that, yes, I'm going to continue to learn. I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to expand, but there's nothing more that I need. And coming from that energy to me and not assuming that there's something that I need to achieve, I need to learn more, I need to prove more. Because to me, I think that's where a lot of our culture and kind of what the topic we wanted to talk about today, which I don't, who cares if we get to it or not, this is great, is like this idea that I, there's still this like mountain I need to climb, right? Because ultimately life is climbing the mountain and the top of the mountain, the line of getting there is always going to change. It's always going to continue to excel forward. And so we, if we don't allow ourselves to arrive until we reach that point, which we'll never reach, there's always this feeling for me, at least of like, almost like loss or like incompleteness or not having found. Whereas if I know I'm already whole, I already have everything I need. I'm already arrived and I come forward in life with that energy. Of course, I'm going to grow, learn and evolve. But then there's not this like missing piece. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I really align with that because what I'm hearing is there is the, the detachment, right? From I want, but I don't need. And that's something that I really got to learn in my life too, you know, like really knowing that I don't need it. Well, I need the, if I want to live, I, I need to breathe and eat and all these things, the world, like, right? yeah. you know, the muscle hierarchy, God, that those are needs. We need yeah. those to honor our physical bodies, right? right. I get right. that, right. but I don't need the men to be happy. I don't need more money to be happy. I don't need a bigger house or a bigger car to be happy. Mm-hmm. I am happy. And all these things are upgrades. I still want them. Totally. I don't need them. So, right. um, 
one thing that I love asking my clients is when they start working with me or even before when we have our clarity call is if nothing ever changes in your life, are you okay with that? Mm. Most are like, no, 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 no. That's why they're on a call with me. That's why they want to upgrade their life and their business and help more people. Right. Because I only work with women who want to help other people. Right. Right. But they're like, no, but if you would have asked me Morgan today, I am okay. Mm-hmm. I can literally die today and I'm okay. Yeah. I left a legacy. Right. And that's, oh, that's something that I realized just really recently. And it's beautiful because, you know, my, my beloved grandma, I love her to life. She passed away a couple months ago mm-hmm. and she was always my best friend. I love her so much. Like there is no other. And of course, I love my mom, but I feel there is a special bond that I had with my grandma. It has to be whoever believes in past lives or not. I do believe that we have many lifetimes we're going through. And my grandma was so close to me that I felt like she was my child. And I used to call her every single day. So her transitioning from this life was very challenging for me. I'm still working through it. But last month I did, actually it was like three weeks ago, I did my breathwork certification. And as I was going through the breathwork for the first time, I was able to see and connect with my grandma because I was so fixated on it. Like I miss her and I was going through the grief and I'm like, If anything exists, I want to see her. I want to prove and me being in my mind and being super logical, right? Yeah. When I was doing the breath work, I was able to see her and connect with her and talk with her. And she told me that I am her legacy. Mm. That because I am living my purpose, she's living through it. Yeah. And that just clear up so much pain for me. And I know that even if I'm not here tomorrow, I won't have any regrets. Like, of course, I wish I would have kids, right? But so they can continue the legacy. But even us, me and my husband, we went to Bali two years ago. We hosted a retreat there Mm -hmm. and we were teaching disadvantaged kids there for a couple of weeks. We're teaching them English, you know, and and personal development and all these beautiful things. And I connected with a founder of the foundation there who is helping. It's, you know, Angie. And she has a foundation, Rise for Bali. Now she's feeding Bali because of everything that is happening in the world. There are so many people who are left literally in a jungle with no resources. Right. And I invested some of my time and she would in no way be able to like work with me and invest in me. Mm-hmm. But I invested my time because I believe in her mission. Thanks to my investment of my time and coaching into her, mm-hmm. she was able to rewrite her money mindset, open up to abundance. And what would in the past took her weeks or months now takes her a couple of hours. She's able wow. to raise money. She's able to raise money for housing, for food. And she keeps messaging me like, you're my like angel. You're my like, you know, life coach. So even if I pass today or tomorrow and me being able to see her help hundreds and thousands of people, mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm good. And like, Patia, that's all, that's like what you can see. There's yeah. so much impact in what you've done that you can't see. 
right? Of people that maybe listened to your podcast or heard from a friend who went to your event or someone who you had coached and the impact that that has made on the world. Like, it's kind of crazy. I think a lot of us, we're so taught now to look at likes and comments and Google analytics of your website, right? To understand engagement and all the, the mind, yep. data, right? Where there's so much soul connection and so much impact that we're all creating in this world just by like simply opening someone's door, spreading kindness. So you having the intention that you do in the vast um, spread of your business there's so much impact even that you can't even see and you'll never see, you'll never fully know the full gamut of it. So I think that's yeah, so yeah. cool too. And but I've been there, you know, Morgan, when I was thinking that that's what, that's all that matters, right? The numbers and hustling and working hard and being in that masculine energy, because yeah. as I was sharing with you, when I was growing up, I didn't feel safe. I right. didn't feel safe. I didn't feel protected. And that's something that our children really needs to feel mm-hmm. seen, heard, and protected mm-hmm. because they come here into this physical experience and we are meant to guide them, not to tell them what to do, but to guide them. Mm-hmm. And if you come here as a little girl and you're abused and you're feeling unsafe, what will you do? You will step into that masculine energy so you can protect and provide for yourself. And that's where I have been for past three decades, mm-hmm. working really hard, hustling, providing for everyone around me. You know, yeah. like yeah. when I told my American friends that I was like paying the mortgages of my excess and their houses and their like, you know, furniture, they're like, uh, what you taking care of me? Being like- a loyal, good, hardworking woman, right? <laughs> yep. So that's what I've been working on for past few years. Mm-hmm. allowing that feminine flow, allowing to receive, allowing to soften up, allowing to trust, allowing myself to have emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It hurts, you know, like we are thought that suck it up and don't cry. I will give you a reason to cry and stuff like that. Right. Right. But when we can marry those two, because it's not like, oh, masculine or feminine. No, men and women, we both have both. Right. But allowing myself to soften up. And I always tell my husband, when I have a lower month in my business, it's because I'm working too hard. Mm. It's because I'm hustling. Yeah. It's funny because I'm like, let's do the experiment. And there were months I'm like, listen, I will work really hard. I will do lunches. I will do hustling. I will do retreats, all these things. Those were my lower months. Now, when I relax, when I allow, when I soften up, the money, the people, the opportunities, it comes from the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually enjoy the process. So you're like, cool money, but like, I don't actually really need it because this is awesome just where I'm at, right? It's like this crazy, it's like we've taught, been taught backwards. So tell me, like, I know I'm in the same boat, like very similar, not our back, like child stories, but like, hustle, the grind, always taught work hard, play hard. I prided myself on how hard I could work, how many hours, et cetera. And now I'm in this major, like there was this transition period, obviously, but I'm in this major flow and I found so much more success, so much more joy. Obviously there's still times where I like tap back into those old patterns because it's a thing I'm reworking from 30 years of doing it. So tell me what that transition initially looked like for you and maybe some things that in practices that you've implemented 
help support keeping that feminine and masculine energy in balance. Yeah. So let me share with you a story like when I got like this slap from the universe in my face, you know, okay. when like, yeah. we're not doing this any longer. Totally. So yeah. That was back when I was in school. So I was going, you know, through my master's business degree. I was working in a corporate. So full-time school, full-time in corporate. Oh my and gosh. Also on a site, I was a personal trainer and also had a couple of clients in my new business of social media marketing management. So seven days a week, not doing anything else, like forget, like going out, having friends, family, oh, yeah. you get it. Yeah. Seven days a week, falling asleep with my phone. And that weekend, my ex-boyfriend, he was like, we got to get out. So let's go. And he had like uh, a family, you know, like a ranch here in Las Vegas. So okay. he was like, let's go there for a weekend. And it's beautiful house. You know, there's everything, electricity, Wi-Fi. I was like, okay, great. So I'll just do my work and then we can do some, you know, like walking in the mountains, whatever. So we get there and I have like planned the work for my clients. I have to work on my thesis for the work and, and, and on my on my school and we get there and there's no wi-fi and i had a major freak down i'm like what am i going to do my clients will like fire me because i won't be working on their social media and i'm supposed to post and engage and like i was doing it all yeah and i had such a freak i almost had a heart attack i'm like what am i going to do and i'm like well there's actually nothing i can do so i just grab my dog and i'm like i just gotta walk it out so we went for a walk. I'm out for like hour and a half. Then we come back. Wi-Fi, it's working again. Mm. And I am, I was feeling so clear-headed and so great. Like I haven't felt for months. Wow. And just to walk in a nature and playing with my dog. She's the cutest. So I was able to finish all the work within just a couple of hours, what would normally take me like a couple of weeks. Wow. And that was such a huge aha moment for me, literally slapping the face from the universe, as I like to say it. It's like, you can be hustling and working really hard, but you will burn yourself and how much you're actually producing. Right, right. And that's when I started to experiment because I still couldn't believe it, right? It was just right. like one occurrence, but I started to allow myself to rest a little bit. Okay. I started to allow myself to ask for help. Was that uncomfortable at first? Oh my gosh, I'm still <laughs> working through that. I love my team to life. I, I can't imagine my business without them. Now I have nine team members. They're helping me with my business, you know. That's so amazing. Talk about like surrender and letting go of control. Right. But it was even at the beginning of my journey, it was so challenging because I'm like, nobody knows my business like me. Nobody knows my heart. Like, it's hard to release that level of control, right? Yes. But yeah. when I did, I'm like, I'm actually helping other people because I'm helping them with their livelihood and their confidence and their independence and freedom. Right. So when I let go and release, I was able to breathe and my health started to get better and everything started to get better. So like I said, when you become better, better things will start happening in your life. So it took me a while, a long time, let's say, but I'm now in a place that I was telling my husband, I don't want to work. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I love what I'm doing, but I have no need of working hard, proving myself like no. I work seven days a week and I had a few thousand dollars. Now I'm doing 
five figures, multiple five figures a month, and I'm working two, three days a week, no more. Right, right. So it's funny because it's like, I mean, it's not funny, but like, thank you so much for sharing all that. But I feel like the same way. And it's like, we breeze over. We're like, yeah. And then I started doing these things. And then like, now look where I am. And it's like, just for anybody out there who might be in that transition phase, like the way in which I, um, a girlfriend of mine, Megan Ladd, we talk about it. It's like being thrown into the deep end without floaties and you don't know how to swim because you're just like figuring it out. You're like, you know, that this is the path you're in complete discomfort because it's something you've never done. You're trusting wholeheartedly in the universe to hold you up and support you. And then you just, you get facts and you or not facts, you get proof. And it starts kind of showing you, okay, I feel a little better. You're, you were saying my health was getting better. Your business was improving relationships, experiences, opportunities. And then you're like, there must be something here, you know? So it's like, how do you maintain that now? I mean, it sounds as though it's second nature to you, right? But you going from seven days a week, ultimately having five jobs, it sounded like, (laughs) to now having, I mean, you have this empire that you've built, but you're able to be efficient and just work a few days a week. Like what, how do you, how do you go from, it's like, what do you do now to maintain that, I guess? I love that question, you know, and, and, and it's, it's really important to know that you don't get there from day to day. Right. Right. But it's really about, um, knowing yourself. I think that self-awareness, it's really everything. That's what started to really shift and change my life. Like working with the mentors and coaches, because yes, you can do it alone, but listen, it took me a decade. (laughs) It took me a decade. It's a lot of time, a lot of energy and ultimately more money in a decade that I invested, you know, doing it little by little versus like, okay, I love what this woman is doing. I love what this mentor is doing. Let me work with them. So for me, asking for help, hiring a mentors, and then really knowing myself. So it started with the, with the self-awareness of having my core values, really Mm -hmm. discovering what my core values are. And I did super easy exercise with my mentor, which was listing down all the things that I don't stand for, then 20 things what I don't stand for, and then writing on the other side, the opposite of what I do stand for. Mm-hmm. From that side, I picked three. I was overachiever back then. So I wrote 30 things and picked four. 200 things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But then I picked four. But for me, when I look at those core values, which was integrity, growth, generosity, and, you know, like I look at them and I'm like, I'm not living them. Mm. My relationship, my business, the things that I was doing. I say I stand for this, but then I'm not living it. Yeah. I was out of integrity with who I really am. And that's why I was attracting the experiences that were not aligned with who I really am because I wasn't living who I really am. Right. And you didn't have clarity. You no. like had no, you were just kind of going through the motions almost, it sounds like, which a lot of people do, you know, yes. until you like dive in and understand like, okay, what do I actually believe in? Right. Yes. 
So that was the first step, having my core values and then really diving. I, I took like a millions of personality tests, right? Like I love doing these tests. But what I ultimately found a couple of years ago was human design and that okay, changed yeah. everything for me, like discovering my type, discovering human design, which is a beautiful art and science, you know, that blends in together a different, you know, backgrounds of like Chinese and Indian and, you know, astrology, numerology, all of these beautiful things. And it felt like home. It oh, wow. really hit to me. And now I'm studying. Like when you it. got the information, you read it, you were like, this is who I am. Exactly. And seen. it made yeah. sense. It yeah. made, I'm like, oh my God. So there is nothing wrong with me. This is who I'm designed to be. Mm. For example, to give you an example, when I started to transition and not wanting to work hard seven days a week, I'm like, oh my God, now I'm lazy. I don't want to work. What's wrong with me? You know, you go from the extreme of working really hard into like, this doesn't feel right. Like my body, it's tired. I'm physically sick. I can't do this. I'm thinking I'm lazy. There is something wrong with me because I don't want to work into finding in my chart that my desire, I am alignment coach for a reason. Mm -hmm. I'll align other people with their purpose through nurturing and sensitivity. I'm here to find the shortcut, the short way to get people through the short way. I'm a teacher and educator. Yeah. So I'm not lazy. I am meant to find the easiest way possible and teach it to others. Right. Until that moment that I find it and learn it with my mentor through my chart, I was thinking something is wrong with me and I'm lazy and I don't want to work and I will get punished because I don't want to work. And it's not that. So understanding yourself, it's freeing, it's liberating, it's it's who you're meant to be. And there is nothing, nothing. And I'm on this journey for, you know, decades now that I find that resonated with me more. And even if you just like, you throw at me your chart and I'll tell you the most basic, just your type, mm-hmm. you would be like, wow, how do you know? I don't need to know anything about you. Right. I will look at your chart. I will tell you. And you're like, how do you know this? Like, <laughs> Like it, it's even things that you are not even allowing yourself to be. Yeah. So human design really shifted a lot for me, gave me permission to be myself, gave me permission to explore myself. Mm-hmm. And I will always study it. You know, there is no ending to get into it because it's so profound and so deep. But anytime I connect with someone, whether it's new team member, whether it's new client, Hey, are you open to take a human design chart test? It's so impactful for you. Yeah. Yes. And I know how to serve them better. I know how to talk to them. Different types need a different languaging, different times. I have my clients projectors. There are five different types. I'm Mm -hmm. a generator. I am the one who can create my own energy. I'm very high energy. People want to be around me. You can tell probably. Yeah. But then I have a projectors, they don't generate their own energies and they get tired and they need to take a naps and they are not here to work in a regular nine to five. They're guides, they're consultants, they are here to tell other people what to do. Right. Yeah. So I cannot speak to the generator the same way I speak to the projector. Right. When I know how to speak to you, you feel heard, you feel seen, and you know how to serve even more. So that made so much sense. I feel like, cause I've heard that multiple times, you know, awareness is the first, it's such a huge yeah. part of it, but like I heard it in a new way 
that like, I've always used the phrase of like, if you have or want ask a fish to climb a tree, it will think it's dumb its entire life, right? And I'm a huge proponent on following your inner guidance, your truth, because you're the only you there is, you're the only you that ever will be. And we're all basing ourselves on some form of the right way to do it, that no one even knows what that is. No one knows who created that. And we're all so unique that there's no possible way that we should all be conforming to one right way. Mm -hmm. So you're just stating that ultimately, once you dive in, understand who you are, more about yourself, Mm -hmm. then you can recognize that the uniqueness of who you are is what makes you so wonderful. And you can embrace that versus deny yourself, oh, um, it makes me tired after I'm around a lot of people. Well, maybe there's something about you there that you can learn. And, you know, so I love that. So the human design test, um, I've actually been, it's funny, the universe keeps throwing that in my, my um, like view. So tell me like, how did you initially come across that? And can people just go online and absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. People can just go online and they're like a different test. I like the Jovian, you know, um, it's a free chart. You can just type free chart human design. And I love the Jovian because it gives you everything in one page when you download it. Okay. Um, the explanation. But I, f- I just feel like it, it, it finds you, right? Whatever you're ready for. Yeah. But it's interesting because I was working with a couple of my clients and one of them was like teaching it. And she was like, oh, have you heard of human design? I was like, yeah, I heard of it, but I don't know. <laughs> right? You just disregard it. There's like, yeah. oh, to learn another thing to do totally. but it just it kept like knocking on my door like hey Petya yeah. hey Petya like you see posts you hear podcasts you know and all these things and then um a couple of years ago one of my friends she was doing like a birthday party in a park and there was a woman that she came and oh my god she was like a goddess mm-hmm. she was so peaceful, so beautiful inside out. She's then I find out she's a grandma and she's over 50. I'm like, are you kidding me? I thought oh, she's wow. like 30 something, you know, like, so I don't know. It was just her energy. I was like, so what do you do? And she was like, oh, I'm teaching human design. I was like, huh, maybe we could connect, you know? So then I started to interview people on my podcast, you know, about human design. And I was just it was just unfolding for me, like slowly but surely. And now I'm studying it. I hired her as my mentor now, you know, we're working together. I love her to life. She is beautiful. And like I said, like, I truly believe that you get everything you need and everything you're ready for. So now I'm learning it from a mentor so I can teach it to my clients, at least just the basics, understanding yourself. Mm -hmm. How did you came here? What is your purpose? it really gives you freedom to be you unapologetically. And that's ultimately what I stand for. I was a seeker. I always used to like chase why am I here? What is my purpose? And all these things, million books, million podcasts. And the truth that it's truth for me doesn't have to be for everyone. But the truth for me, what I realized is that your purpose is to be you. Really? Yeah. That's why you came here. That's why you are. You're perfectly made for your purpose. The way you look, the way you speak, your experiences, how you're expressing yourself in the world. And that's something that I want everybody to grasp. If they forget absolutely everything from this interview today, I want them to remember you're perfectly made for your purpose. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to change yourself. Like 
keep evolving and growing and experiencing, right? Yeah. But stop trying to fit the boxes and do the business a certain way and do your love certain way in life and kids certain way. No, the way you came here is the way you get to experience the world. And thanks to you being you, you allow other people to do the same. Oh my God. I just, that was, you are amazing. That is so beautiful. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Um, I just got sucked in there for a second because I had something else that I wanted to say. And yeah, you just nailed that perfectly. Um, well, one question I do, I like to follow up with, um, cause we've, you've shared so much beautiful stuff today is, um, Oprah does it on her super soul conversations. I don't know if you listen to that podcast, but it's one of my favorites. Um, she asks, what do you know for sure? And maybe you just shared it. So maybe you shared something else. Maybe I just connected with your head. And, and it's funny because like in human design, my head is open. So I can literally read people, read people okay, talk. That's, what, that's literally what just happened. So that's really, that's what I know for sure. Like if nothing else, that's what I truly believe wholeheartedly with my whole being. Each and every one of us came here with the purpose to be ourselves in this lifetime exactly as we are exactly without, you know, trying to comfort, change, settle. And I feel like I'm really here. My mission is here to really free women so they can be impacting and helping others yeah. so they can be unapologetically themselves and live a life that is true to them, not everybody else. And through working with you, it's like, so what I was going to say on what you just said is like, I feel like there's this culture of seek and don't find because we are looking for what we're looking for outside of ourselves and I don't know if you've um, ever read The Alchemist. Oh, that's my favorite. Thing. I love basically book. kind of what you said is like summing that all up. It's like he goes in search and finding the treasure. And ultimately it was always where he started. And like, I think in working with you, not only helping your clients identify that within themselves, but truly, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast, is when you work with the coach, or someone, it's not this idea that you can't do it on your own. It's not this idea that you need to be changed. It's them supporting you and recognizing in who you already are. Yes. It's not the thoughts. It's not the negative limiting beliefs. It's uncovering, unwrapping all of that, opening up into your highest self and you're reminding them. It's like this, the visual I always think of is the coach is standing at the top of the mountain of what you desire and there's this clear, shiny, bright path. And then there's this like treacherous path. They're both going to lead to the destination. One's going to take 10 times longer and be much more challenging. And so it's like, you could just glide along the path with the coach. So yep. yes. So with that being said, where can people who are listening find you? You have so many different outlets and avenues for they can learn more about you and your resources. I feel like my favorite place, it's my Instagram, you know, that's where I am. It's just my name, Petia Kolobova, my website, petiakolobova.com, where I share all my upcoming events and retreats. And um, I think that those are my two favorite places. And for women, I also have a free Facebook group, Unapologetically Abundant Women, okay, that wonderful. they can join. Um, it's free and I do a lot of, you know, teaching and I bring guest speakers and all the fun things. And it's really a safe space for you to be surrounded by like-minded women. And if you want to be surrounded by this beautiful soul, I will have this all linked up in the show notes for anybody who's interested 
I'm so grateful for all the wisdom you shared today. It was a mouthful. Um, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Morgan, and also for the work you are doing, you know, because of your in-service and the work you are doing, you're giving hope and literally saving lives. So thank you. I hope so. Thank you. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, then head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We sincerely appreciate your feedback. Stay tuned for another episode of Connect Back In, and thank you for listening.